Learn why entrepreneurs, hairstylists, pastors, military commandos, executives, professional athletes, and coaches trust over a decade of experience to find a clearer vision and purpose for life, career, and organization. Go to emmasgood.com forward slash R7 and apply today. Finally, get the clarity to level up your career, relationships, and confidence with R7. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Apply Rigor podcast, where we take the time to encourage you, whether you're on a peak or you're in a valley, of whatever is happening next to help you to continue to push forward. Well, today I am joined by my esteemed colleague, man of God, amazing what person. What is happening? What a beautiful day it is today. It couldn't be any better. Ah. It's awesome today. As you're listening, we're finding ourselves in spring, which is what what an amazing season, at least where we live, for spring, right? It's amazing, yeah. You know, because you've got... Oh, so, awesome down here. You have all the sports that are going on, oh. right? You've got playoffs. You've got... There's just... It's amazing. It's amazing. It's a great time to be alive. Exactly. For sure. Well, today we get to talk about a really, really cool topic that has been i wouldn't even use the word marinating because you know marinating makes me feel like we've been waiting i think there's just been a lot of work put forth to to get ready to this point to talk about the journey project right yes yes and i want to welcome um a mover and shaker in the kingdom of god pastor ernest jones from true vine ministries in fayetteville north carolina welcome to the podcast well thank you guys good morning to you glad to be with you um so excited for you to be here. Just some backstory. Um, I started this company in November of 2001, and uh, Pastor Ernest Jones has been with me ever since. And we were talking before that he's a legacy uh, client, and I love that name, but now i got to get him something. you so. going to get him a mug? you going to get him a mug? I'm definitely not getting him a mug. <laughs> wow. yeah. I'll be waiting for my gifts. Maybe tickets to a hockey game or something. Yeah, like that'd that. be good. Like, yeah. we haven't done that before. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, you are you're currently using um, the Journey Project, and um, you know, to engage first time guests as a connection messenger, and super excited to have you on. But not necessarily for that reason, but just you know, to hear your thoughts about the Kingdom of God and how it's been transforming over the years, and you know, what it's like to to be in a church and, you know, be an administrator of that, but also just being a world changer out there. So I'm um, super pumped to hear from you this morning. Well, uh, I'm happy that you invited me, Dave. And like I said, we've been together. We've been on a kind of a journey project since 2001 <laughs> together, if you will. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but just just happy to be here and, and to be able to discuss these things with you this morning. It's awesome. So, um, you know, first question I got for you is, you know, how are how are we or how are you engaging the next generation of church leaders that are out there? What, what's been changing recently that you've seen? Well, um, you know, as everyone talks about new leaders as they come in, you know, they come in with a different mentality, different mindsets. And uh, uh, sometimes they're very difficult to deal with, to yeah. be honest with you. Uh, but, I, but I'm learning that the same model that Jesus used in training his leaders uh, is the same model that we can use today. And I look at it at kind of a fourfold model that he, he used. First of all, he taught them. Uh, when he brought these guys aboard, he was teaching them. He was constantly instructing them, giving them what they need to be able to do the job that he wanted them to get done. The second thing that he did is that he demonstrated. And uh, I believe that we as leaders, that this is very important. Um, the leaders that are coming up today don't just want you to point them in the direction to go. They want you to demonstrate leadership for them. They want to know that, you know, you're willing to get your hands dirty as well. And of course, Jesus did that. 
Uh, then the, the third thing that Jesus did was he gave them opportunity. And I believe that a lot of times when, we, when we're training leaders, we're not giving them enough opportunities mm-hmm. to, to know, you know how to do that particular task or to lead a, a particular group. And so we have to give those uh, our leaders the opportunity. And then finally, uh, Jesus did evaluations. When they came back after he sent them out two by two and things like that, they would sit down and talk about, you know, what happened, what occurred, what went down. And so it's very important for us to, as well, in training these new leaders is to, as we give them these opportunities, sit down with them and evaluate um, what, you know, what did they do well, what they didn't do well, what did they see, what did they, you know, what, what, what did they miss, things like that. And that's really helpful to uh, making these leaders uh, grow in the capacity of leadership that God has called them to. So there's a tension in what you just talked about that I want to jump into real quick. Yeah, go for it. So <clears throat> when you're going through this process you just laid out, a lot of people struggle, Who is the who, whoever the overseeing leader is, a lot of right. people struggle when they see someone who's going down a road that they think is probably not good, or maybe it does not connect to their vision, or they don't want to even let go enough to let them go down that road. And they go, you know what? I'm either A, just going to do it myself, or B, I'm just going to tell them what to do, and I don't really want to hear what their ideas are. I just need them to go execute. How do you manage that? Because I think it's very real, especially in, in, uh, in church world. Yeah, that's that's a uh, a real question in uh, with us, and so the way that we the way that I try to manage it, if you will, is as I, I try to. I am no. I, I say of people. I tell people I'm no dictator. Okay, I am. I'm here to help you. I. I, I you recently I used the term. I'm an air traffic controller. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the flight pattern that I believe you ought to take. I'm gonna tell you where I think I see the danger. I'm gonna tell you all these things and I'm gonna help you to land that plane where it needs to be landed at. Okay. But if if you're gonna make some decisions that are gonna be outside the, those parameters, uh, whatever now, depending on what those decisions are, I'm right. gonna support, I'm gonna be there, I'm gonna help, I'm gonna do whatever. But it's very important. I think a lot of uh, younger leaders coming in now don't understand the importance of having uh, mentors and having uh, people who have been there, done that to share ideas and thoughts with them. Because uh, I always say I've been through the school of hard knocks. I don't want you to go through that school. (laughs) Trying to to give you some instructions. I'm trying to give you some things that will help you to miss some of the pitfalls, some of the some of the 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 knots upside the head that I got when I was learning leadership and going through uh, the things that I was dealing with. I've, you know, I've been pastoring now for this year be my 27th year. Wow. And it, it hasn't been rosy all the time. I mean, I, <laughs> no. I've made, I've made more mistakes than I'm, that I sometimes I'm willing to admit. Uh, but, but, but with the leaders that are coming up now, especially a lot of young pastors that I get to mentor, I am trying to, you know, yes, they have their own vision. They've got, you know, things they know God has told them. But if there are some, some things that I can see First of all, I feel very responsible for telling them these things. Uh, then, of course, they have to make the decision which direction they're going to go. With. Well, I love what you talk about there because it all comes down to approach. It all comes down to how you want to engage that versus just being a dictator. And what's interesting is with you being in Fayetteville, you know, you're in the shadow of a pretty major army base. And so I'm sure yeah. there's that some of the context there is kind of do as I say. You know, because mm. that's kind of the environment you're in. But at the end of the day, the fact that you're going to take the time to say, hey, here's where I've screwed up. Here's the things I've learned from my journey. 
I think for someone to hear that is a completely different type of conversation than just do it because I said so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and I and I see it connecting more um, with leaders that are coming up, and, and even in the uh, environment that I'm in, because I know you know we talk about the military, and of course I'm the old guy, and of course <laughs> military was tougher when I was in it, and yep. we just did what they said. Uh, and but even uh, people in there say it's, it's it's changed a little bit, and so even with the leaders that are out there that are developing, they don't just have the you know, do what I say mentality. Of course, we know people want to know the whys these days. Yeah, that's right. Take time and explain to them the whys of, of why, you know, we bring up the things that we do. I was going to say, in that same kind of those four topics that you gave us, um, you know, what's been the biggest struggle for you? You know, is it pride, ego? Is it, you know, wanting them to find their own path? Maybe they didn't get the why that they're looking for. And you have to deal with that. What's what's been your biggest pressure point there? Well, the biggest the biggest one has <laughs> been the last one that I talked about is the evaluation because when you start evaluating people, um, that pride does kick in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people are very defensive about um, the decisions they make or the things that they do or even the mistakes that they made. They're very defensive about them, and rather than uh, you know, being willing to to hear it out and make the necessary adjustments to grow. Um, you know, a lot of times pe- people feel like they need to defend their turf, they need mm. to defend their ground of, you know, why they did what they did, even though the results were not there. So that's the area where I see the most uh, struggle is people allowing others to evaluate their performance. You know, it's a real interesting time in just in the world in itself of we talk a lot about here and, you know, when I'm talking to different clients and, and, and different things about the the world of marketing and the world of messaging and how the hero is no longer the organization. I think you and I have talked about this as well. As well. Right. The hero is right. no longer the organization. The hero is the consumer and the organization is their guide. And right. so how, when we're talking about that and, and pulling this back to kind of the systems that the church use and the connect card and, like how the connect card is paper and pen and we don't use that now. And, right. and how have you seen, you know, this kind of shift in, in your world with, with messaging and engaging the consumer, this being first time guest or somebody's looking to get involved in the ministry? Right. Well, just zeroing in on first time guests. I mean, for, you know, the first 25 years of our ministry, that's all we did was the connect cards. And, you know, when we first started in 92, that was the easy thing to do because, you know, like you said earlier, everybody had a had a pen, you know, they came prepared for that yeah. stuff. Uh, you know, I watch people show up at my ministry on Sunday mornings now. They don't have a Bible or a paper Bible. They don't have, you know, yeah. any of these other uh, things that we used to carry, pens and paper and stuff like that. They have pretty much one device in their hand yeah. and they've got that cell phone. And so uh, so we've had to find different ways of engaging these people, of, of understanding uh, the time that we're in. And it is no use in us just saying, you know, this is the way we've done it the whole time. We're going to continue to do it. And we were finding that it wasn't being successful. There was a time that we were doing and again, just focusing on the new uh, first time guests is that we were doing the invite cards. And I, I honestly don't think that we were getting 40 percent back. Yeah. Uh, from invite cards that we were giving out. So we were getting guests to come, um, but we weren't engaging them properly because we wanted them to do it our way. Okay. Mm. Here's this card, fill it out. 
I don't have a pen, therefore I'm not filling it out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you, am I going to ask my neighbor for a pen or and all this other kind of stuff? And so, so we, we had to, 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 to make some changes. And so when, uh, you, sir, introduced to me the Journey Project um, after you came from a hockey game. I mean, I thought it was the, the one of the best things I've heard since sliced bread. I mean, oh, come on now. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. come on. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Hey, Don't be modest now. Don't act that way. <laughs> hey, so for everyone listening, can you give everybody kind of a you know, hundred thousand yeah. foot view on what what the journey project is. It's um, it's a connection messenger to engage first time guests. So instead of saying from stage, the pastor would usually say, "Hey, get out!" You know, on the back seat, there's a card. You know, get get out a paper and pen, or maybe the pen's provided. Uh, interesting side note is that the pen has historically not worked because not, and it's actually the pen does work. It's the paper that they're printed on is glossy. That's true. So that's. That's, That's why they don't work. Totally so everybody, true. give me another pen. It's not the pen. Um, anyway, so the new process is text journey or text VIP to this number. And we've worked out, um, according to George Barna, there's seven reasons why people come to the church. It's The journey project seems incredibly simple, but it walks you through this path of why you're getting involved, whether it's children's ministry, uh, whether it's, um, you know, you need prayer, whether it's... Uh, uh, you want to get involved with uh, ministry outreach, or you want to join a small group, or you're small more interested group, marriage, in kind of the you know the messages, all that kind of whatever stuff. it is you want to get involved. With, it just walks you down this simple path, and as that information, as you're clicking through that information, it's being gathered to a, a live Google sheet, so the administrator can see. And what I like to say is, at the very least of what the Journey Project does, it increases the quality of the conversation. So the follow up is actually, hey, hey, Dave, I saw you, you know, clicked on, you know, you want to get some marriage information, right? you know, versus, you know, an email that goes out on Thursday, generic about the church and all about them, you know, about the organization. We're, we're putting the, the consumer, this being the first time guest, in the place where they can be engaged in what they want, not necessarily all the information about the church. Well, and I think part of the hook, and, uh, you know, Pastor Jones, and the fact that you're using it is awesome, is the fact that, you know, we believe to our core that Jesus cares about people. Yes. Right? And if Jesus cares about people, then we are called to care about people. And when we look through the Journey Project, what happens is we're building a case for the algorithm of a person, Mm -hmm. for the uniqueness of a person. And when you go through that process and answer those questions, what's happening is now is we have a case for the uniqueness of a person which enables and empowers the church to figure out how to engage that person the most meaningful way. Yeah. Right? I I agree wholeheartedly because as you guys were talking, I was um, thinking about the kind of the feedback that I get from people who are engaged and going through the journey project when they're first time guests. And what I love about it is that we are having a conversation with them concerning what they want to talk about. You know, it used to be, here's what we want to talk about. Okay. And it wasn't meeting the need of people, but now we're having a conversation. For instance, someone may come in and say, I'm looking for opportunities to serve my community. Well, we're able to reach out to them and, each, each, each day as an email goes out, it shares with them opportunities within the city of Fayetteville where they can serve the community, where they can go to a homeless shelter, where they can go and serve uh, kids or whatever things that are out there for them to do. And it also allows them to understand that 
We are here for them. It's not just about our church, okay? We're not just saying, oh, if you want to serve the community, come join our church. No, yeah. we also give them, show them other ways that they're able to serve the community as well. So when we're having this conversation with them, they're going, oh, these people are really trying to meet my need and they're really trying to help me. They're really trying to show me, give me the direction that I need uh, for my life. So it really proves to be a great uh, conversation starter. It takes people through a path. Uh, that they can really get engaged uh, within the church community and within the city. Uh, a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about the power of thank you and how that shifted from you know sending somebody out a thank you card for engaging. The new power of thank you is you put on such an exceptional um, experience that you know that people want to engage. They're coming back. They're asking questions, and yeah. you know I think the Journey Project is. A step in the right direction it's it's definitely not the silver bullet to it all there still needs to be the greeters there still needs to be the follow-up there still needs to be that level of engagement still needs to be a lot of things there but it's a step it's a big step in the right direction we're going from pen and paper connect card on the i'd love to hear from you on the admin side you know like you know because in the past you have to get those cards you have to pull them together you have to put them in a database you know and then you follow up now it's all being done right now it's yeah. it's been happening uh, right it's, now it's an amazing time saver uh in any in any ministry and any pastor probably loves to hear that right there so it's, it's a time saver i mean it's yeah. we, we get direct information everything is right there on the dashboard we're able to see it um as soon as it's done i mean it is an incredible time saver i don't have to worry about the the person who may be responsible for connect cards, whether they are on vacation, oh, but now yes. letters are going to be sent out. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that is true. It, it eliminates uh, all of those things that could go wrong, if you will, uh, in that process of collecting the cards. Because, you know, with our cards, at, our, at least in our ministry, I know different ministries do it a different way. You know, we get people to fill them out. Okay, well, did we get them back? Okay, you know, so yeah. we don't have to be concerned about that anymore. Whether we got them back, whether, you know, a lot of times um, we um, wasted a lot of money on postage. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a slip of the pen somehow where the person put down the wrong address oh or gosh. something. I don't, I'm not sure. Or you can't read oh. their chicken scratch. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> uh, that was another major yeah. one. I, I can't tell you how many times. Uh, the person who did my invite cards came to my office. Can you figure this out? Yeah. No. (laughs) So with with the journey project, I mean, the person, you know, from their phone sends in and our church is VIP to our number Mm. and the process is started and it, it runs by itself. I mean, we'll once it once it gets started, we're not we don't have to put our fingers on it anymore. Okay, it's just it's just a phenomenal program. Yeah, I mean, it kind of puts the church on the offensive in a good way in terms of you can just you don't have to worry about drawing up your play and calling your play. You just go. Yeah, yeah. You know, we were talking yesterday about where do you go, um, and 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 stand for an hour and a half, ninety minutes, and nobody talks to you. Hmm. Where do you go in the world where that happens? You know, it, yep. it, it, it doesn't have, I mean, if somebody engages you on some level and in the old system of the connect card, you know, if you're here for the first time, fill this out. And then we love you so much. We're going to send you an email in four days. Like, that's just not how the world is turning anymore. The world is turning right, right now and people want to be engaged right now. Um, we were talking to um, a church out of Florida and um, there were 18,000 people and they printed out connect cards 
And the lady said that we had 250 come back out of 18,000. Wow. And that's 1.3% come back. And and, yeah. and and that's a problem in itself. Now, praise God for those 250. But what happens next? I mean, so that's got to go to a database. Somebody's got to send out an email. And what are you going to say in the email? You're going to talk about you, the organization. You're not going to gauge them on what they want. And that email is going to go out. Even if it goes out on Monday or Tuesday, it's too late. Everything is right. happening now. We want it right. now. What what am I, you know, and so. And there's so much yeah. in that ex- experience with those people that they've already forgot. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and, and Dave, uh, one of the phenomenal things I, I like about it as well, we never know why people are showing up at our churches on Sunday morning. Okay. Within the Journey Project, you give us the opportunity to ask the question of, do you need some help right now? Do you need some counseling? Mm-hmm. Do you need to talk to somebody right now? Mm-hmm. Now, if, when we did it through invite cards, there was no way that we would, that we would know that somebody was considering, you know, doing damage to themselves yeah. or needed to talk to somebody right at that particular moment. Well, with doing it through the Journey Project, if someone has a, 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 a issue that they need to talk to a, a pastor or elder within that church, they are able, we are able to know that that Sunday morning while they're sitting, sitting mm-hmm. in there, they filled out those things. So it's a, it, that's one of those things that, that cannot be underestimated when we talk about the journey. Have you been able to move that fast on some of these Sundays where you literally can engage with these people when they're there? Well, um, it's built into the program. Fortunately, well, we haven't had anyone come in and say, hey, I need to talk to somebody right, right now, but it's there. And yeah. we have we have a person on staff that knows that if someone, one of my elders, that if someone says, wow. wh- whatever it is, you know, yeah. I'm considering yeah, suicide, yeah, yeah. I need to talk to someone. Boom. Let's find that person. Let's talk to that person. You're, well, that's amazing because I think people are probably more open to share in that written format than they would, would to raise their hand or to go verbalize that to somebody. And so that actually... Again, puts you in an advantageous position to really engage somebody where they are. Absolutely, and that's the whole thing. That's what that's what we exist for. I mean, that's right? what the church exists yeah. for is to to meet the needs of people, to engage them where they are. And and again, I I I can't talk any more glowingly than I am about the Journey Project. I mean, I love it. I love it. That's awesome. As we as we wind down here, and we think about the leaders and you know people that are in the valley. Now, uh, you've been through some valleys and you know, you're, did you say 28 years? Boy, you just added two years on me. 26 right years. <laughs> and you're 26 years. Legacy client right here. Uh, you yeah, just added son to it. I like years. it. Um, you know, what would you say to those pastors, those, those leaders in the church in a valley right now? How would you give them encouragement moving forward if they're listening to this podcast? What would you say to them? Well, um, I may go, I may talk about this from a different type of perspective. Um, okay. Uh, one of the things that I, I, matter of fact, I just finished ministering a series in my church was called a journey through the darkness. Mm. And what I was talking about, I was dealing with depression. I was really talking about depression and, and I've read something before I uh, began the series and it talked about leaders in the church. And it said that 80% of senior pastors are dealing with some level of depression. Mm. And when I read that, I was like, wow, that is amazing. What a, what a, what a large number that is, 80%. And and it, and it comes from, you know, the just the overwhelming um, pressure, the overwhelming stress of, of doing the work of ministry. And sometimes, you know, what you're looking at 
is not what you believe when you first started and things like that. And I've been there and I, and I know what that is. And 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 so what I what I say uh, to people who may be dealing with any leaders that are dealing with depression. OK, first of all, that's what that's what I would like to talk to. If you're dealing with any level of depression because you're you're frustrated, you're overwhelmed, uh, you, you, you feel like, you know, it's not going to work. Um, I am an advocate of, number one, um, talking to people having opportunity to talk to other leaders, even talking to a therapist that will help us to kind of process, to rebuild our thoughts, to get to where we need to get to. Now, that's not saying I'm not a proponent of prayer. When I start talking like that, people go, oh, he's not a spiritual man. I'm absolutely a spiritual man. But I understand that sometimes we get to these levels of frustration where if we can talk it out, then we're able to to start our recovery process a little bit quicker than mm. than than other times okay and so I'm, I'm really i'm really concerned about a lot of leaders that are dealing with this level of depression and i want to see them healed and i want to see them delivered and so we've got to do the right things we got to do the same things we tell our people to do uh, when it, when they're when they're dealing with these levels of depression we have to do those things uh the other thing i want to say and i i, I know your, your time is running out here um is that you know pressing forward in in ministry is is one of those things that we have to believe that whatever God has given us to do is going to be effective. Um, I've put, a, I've done a lot of things, and and the thing that I've had to continue to do is I've had to continue to have faith in the process mm. that whatever God gave me to do, that it will work some way somehow. It's not going to be because of earnest. It's going to be because of God. He's the one in control, and He's the one that's going to do it. And I'll stop there because I feel like I'm becoming. <laughs> Pastor's going to preach. Come on. He's getting yeah, all fired up. Let me, let me calm down. Okay. <laughs> well, I've watched you over the years really engage that process and engage God and allow God to work. And I really appreciate that about you and, and just relying on God and, and, um, and uh, stepping out on faith, which, is, which has been real special for me to, to watch you do that over the years. It's been, you've been a mentor to me in that, in that area for sure. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, appreciate you. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, hey, today has been has been I think an amazing podcast. I think if you've been listening, you've gotten a lot of different things. We've talked about the kind of the the current atmosphere in terms of how the church is engaging new leaders. We've talked about this idea of leadership development, which I think is a bonus today. So I hope you wrote those four things down. And then we really spent some time on the journey project. And so if you if you are, whether you're a senior pastor or you're part of the admin staff or you're a connections pastor, or you're in charge of assimilation, whatever it is at your church and you want to learn more, just go to thejourneyproject.co. Again, thejourneyproject.co. You can check out there with a, with a demo. You can see a video that talks more about what we do. And uh, I think it's just, it's an amazing, I think, breakthrough and act of God in giving you this vision, Dave, and allowing people like you, Pastor, to go ahead and begin to use it and see the effectiveness happen. And so I think as, as we go forward again, we want to encourage you as we do every single week, go apply some rigor. Take care. Take care. Thank you.